You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of A Word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can and in many ways as we can in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleyEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397 and we'll be happy to receive your gifts. Today you're tuning into or listening to uh, Bethlehem Baptist Church here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, where I serve as a senior pastor. We're in a series entitled, What to Do When Your Life is Utterly Devastated. Today's message is entitled, Keep Living, Keep Living. God wants you not to give up on life. He wants you to keep living. Let's now get into the Word. Before we get into the word, uh, we talked about fasting and praying this morning, and we're going to be fasting and praying on April the 28th from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Jesus said, this kind comes out but by prayer and fasting, and if you're going through uh, carrying a heavy weight, maybe you need to fast and pray, and we want to fast and pray with you this coming Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Also at Mount Zion on April the 28th, uh, there's going to be a gospel explosion. There's, they're going to have the Jackson Southern Ears uh, as well as the Gift of God from Winnie Wood and the Dedicated Voices from Tex Oma. And if you'd like to go and be a part of that, I'll post this in our foyer there, but we uh, looking forward to that on April the 28th, starting at 7 p.m. And Brother Gerald Lawson is the contact person on that. Amen. And you've already heard about the pastor's anniversary, and we are looking forward to celebrating 16 years. It, it doesn't seem like 16 years. It seemed just like yesterday I came to Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, and uh, funny how time flies, as the person said, when you're having fun. Amen? So we're looking forward to that uh, on the first Sunday, May the uh, 7th at 3 p.m. Amen? Amen? Amen and praise the Lord. We are continuing our series this morning entitled, uh, What to Do When Your Life Has Been Utterly Devastated. What to do when your life is utterly devastated. You have to stand on God's word. John chapter 16 verse 3 said, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. 
in the world, ye will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We're going to have problems in this life. There's no way to get around it. The only way we can get around it is to get to heaven. Amen. And, uh, but as we are in this life, we want a few encouraging words to challenge you to feel like going on. Uh, we want you to keep the Lord when you're going through hard times. We want you to keep loving the Lord. We want you to keep learning from the Lord. We want you to keep listening to the Lord. We want you to keep looking for the Lord. This morning, we want, we're going to tell you to keep living for the Lord. Keep lurking on his word and keep the lessons that he gives you because it will enable you to overcome your tribulations in this life. This morning, we're going to be looking at Matthew chapter 26, verses 1 and 2. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Matthew 26, verse 1 and 2. And let's read this out loud together at the same time on 3. 1, 2, 3. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away. And the Son of Man will be handed over to you. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord, and may God bless the doers of his holy and magnificent word. This morning, again, I'm going to share a message entitled, Keep Living, Keep Living. When you're going through a tumultuous time in your life, you, you must keep living. We're going to look at three points that the Holy Spirit gives us utterance in the text. We're going to talk about the weight of the time of realization, the weight of the time running out, and the weight of the time of ruin. And we want Christians to know today that Christians must keep living even when time is running out for their lives. Christians must keep living even when times, or it seems like times, are running out in your life. We're going to look at this brief video, and then we'll get into the Word. When Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, As you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, for there may be a riot among the people. Jesus anointed at Bethany. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste? they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price, and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, whether this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. 
Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. One of my favorite movies is a movie entitled uh, The Last of the Mohicans. The Last of the Mohicans. This is done back in the 80s. And one of my favorite scenes in that movie is that they were being chased by a tribe and and they ran up uh, with the ladies and men, it's about six, seven, ran up behind a waterfall. And when they ran up behind the waterfall, it, they was trapped. It seemed like that there was no way out. And uh, the hero of the movie said to his love interest, and I know I'm misquoting it, but just let me do it my way, all right? <laughs> he looked at her and looked in her eyes and said, Stay alive! I will find you! Just stay alive! And then he ran and jumped off of waterfall and escaped, and they got caught. But he wanted her to stay alive because you know the movie that he did find her. I couldn't help but to think about that today in today's message as we talked about uh, keep living. They were in a dire situation. It seemed like that there was no way out. And the only thing that they could do was to have the ability, oh, to just stay alive. Um, had to have the ability to feel like going on in detrimental times. And this morning, God is trying to encourage somebody to stay alive. God is trying to tell somebody, oh, to keep going on in Jesus' name. I know what the doctor said. I know what the report is. I know you're sick in your body. I know you got laid off. I know you're going to a divorce. I know, oh, that you run out of months or money for the month and it's just the 23rd and you're wondering how you're going to make it. God says the way you make it is to keep living. In Jesus' name. There's some things you're going to have to come, come to terms with. The first thing that Jesus had to come to terms with was the weight of the realization. The weight of the realization. Uh, Jesus had to finish saying everything that he needed to say to prepare them for such a time as this. Uh, Jesus had finished saying all these things. He had, he had finished trying to prepare them like he's trying to prepare somebody right now to go through a hard time to make it through what David said. Yea, though I will through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. He was trying to prepare them. And if you look at the text before that, he was really at first talking about the end times. Oh, and he was trying to prepare them for the end times. And don't you know, many believe that we're in the end times because of wars and rumors of wars. We're in the end times. Oh, someday 
nations are in battle against other nations in America are in battle against themselves where a little boy cannot oh, ring on the doorbell by accident without getting shot where a little girl can't make a mistake and drive in a driveway and get shot. Oh, we're living in perilous times and nation is rising up against nation and America is rising up against herself. Oh, with all this crazy weather that's going on, we're living in the end times and Jesus was trying to prepare them. Oh, about the end times. He's trying to prepare us today. We're wondering why. Oh, we're going through such sad and sorrowful times. Oh, Jesus had to first prepare them for the end times. Oh, and they had to come to a realization. Oh, that they're going to go through some tribulation on this earth. Church, people of God, we're going to go through tribulation. We're going to go through tribulation. And, and the only way we're going to miss tribulation is for two things. Whether Jesus will rapture us away or for us to die. Because the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But the problem is most Christian folk don't want to get die to get to heaven. Hello, somebody. We all want to be raptured. Hello, somebody. We don't want to die to go there. But while we are here, we're giving birth pains and should be mourning and sorrowful for heaven because of the realization of our times. Jesus had to finish some stuff before he went to the cross. Hello, somebody. And this challenges us as we live in these times to finish. First of all, some of us got to get started with the work of God. Hello, somebody. Some of us have to come to terms with what God has called us to do. And we have to submit to his will. Some of us have to begin to serve God with our gifts, talents, and abilities. Some of us need to get started before we can finish. But ultimately, Jesus was an example of being a great finisher. Second. Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11 says, but now finish doing it also. You start something, finish it, so that just as there was a ready, readiness to desire it, so there may be the completion of it by your ability. He says to start what you finish, or to finish what you start. Hello, somebody. Many times that's a big challenge for folk. They they like to start stuff, but they never finish. They start a puzzle, but they never finish the puzzle. They, they start writing a book, but they never finish writing a book. Uh, uh, some young folk know how to start a job, but they don't know how to finish the job. Hello, somebody, and can't keep a job, don't have a good work history. God says that he wants you to finish what you started. If I open the door for you to be at that job, then you need to stay there. Oh, until I either open another door, hello, somebody, or I just want you to be faithful where you are. You've got to start what you finish in Jesus' name. Some of us are going through challenges. And we got to do some stuff that are hard. 
you, you, you may have to go through the chemo and God says, I, I want to heal you, but you've got to start. Oh, you got to finish what I started in that. Hello, somebody. You got to press your way through it. In Jesus' name, stop. Oh, you're on medication that the doctors have given you, but you decided to take yourself off. Hello, somebody. And now your blood pressure is all high. You're talking to folk crazy. Hello, somebody. <laughs> God says you ought to start what you finish. You to do what the doctor says and eat right and exercise. And if you don't have the ability to do that, you need to get back on the medicine. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You got to start what he's enabled you. Oh, to open doors for you to start so that you can finish. Jesus had to finish what God had for him. And what was before him was a heavy weight. He was going to have to die for the sins of the world. And Jesus couldn't say, well, I don't want to do this right now. I don't want to finish what I started because it was at this time it was his, uh, some will say his darkest hour but God said it would be his, his hour of light because without this darkness uh, there would be no light of salvation. Somebody's going through something right now and God has said this is your fi finest hour you thinking it's your darkest hour but, but, but guess what God's ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts he wants you to start or finish what you started in Jesus' name. And that's the weight of the realization. And for Jesus, it was the weight of time running out. He said, the Passover is two days away. The Passover is two days away. And the Passover was a glorious festival where they celebrated the Passover from Egypt. Oh, where the death angel would pass them over because they had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. Oh, and it usually was a time of great celebration for the people of God. For Jesus, this Passover would have a heavy weight to it because time was running out. Oh, and Jesus, oh, said there are two days. And what's going to happen in two days, he said, the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Hello, somebody. That was the weight of time running out. Somebody's, there's a weight of time running out. You're going to have to do this. You're going to have to go through this. You, you've been praying like Paul Take this old thorn out of my side. Please take it away. But God says today that my grace is sufficient for you. And in your weakness, I'm made strong. We like God. I want God to take the heavyweight stuff out of our lives. Jesus was born to die. He had done great miracles, but he was born to die. He had given sight to the blind, but he was born to die. He had multiplied and fed 5,000 and another time 4,000. But he was born to die. He had all oh, told the lepers to go and be healed. And we heard about 
started Sunday school, only one came back and said, thank you, Jesus. He had healed. He had multiplied. He had divided. He had oh, done fractions. He had done some great math. Hello, somebody. But now was time for him to do the heavy weight work. Somebody, God said, now is the time for you to do the heavyweight work that I have for you. It's not a dark hour. This is and will be your finest hour because you will glorify me in the midst of the darkness. You will glorify me. Miracles will happen when other folks see you go through what you're going through. Folk will get saved because of the way that you're carrying this weight right now. This is all the tough but this is what I born you for. I born you for this trial, for this tribulation. You think your life is hope, but God says your life is just You think that there is no hope, but God says that there is hope. I put you at this moment. I put you at this time, and I'm going to give you the ability to get through it in Jesus' name. Oh, the weight of the time is running out, but I'm going to give you victory in and through it all. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, it's not a bad time. It's just time to give God more glory. It's not a bad time. It's just time to tell God's story. It's not a bad time. It's time for God to take this test and turn it into a testimony. It's not a bad time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Somebody better hear what God is trying to say. Oh, Paul was a good example of how to serve God in a time that he said, for I've already been pouring out like a drink offering and the time of my departure is here near. Oh, Paul realized, oh, the time was running out. Paul realized that he had already been pouring out like a drink offering. If you don't realize it, as you live on in this life and the older that you get you're already being poured out like a drink offering and I'm going to be poured out because I don't want to take nothing with me to the grave I'm going to be poured out because I don't want no works all that I didn't do before I go I'm going to be poured out God says I want to pour you out in this life before you depart Part, you gotta finish what I started in your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Are you ready? God bore you for a time such as this. Are you ready? Can you have victory in and through it all? Are you ready? Do you really feel like going on? Oh, I dare I say the person that wrote that song was going through, but they said they felt like uh, going on. Hello, sir. Is there anybody going through and you just feel like going on? Uh, is there anybody going through? Oh, when you make the determination that I will not quit, I will not stop, I will not 
shut mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. I will trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding, but I will in all my ways acknowledge him and he's going to direct my path. And because he's directing my path, guess what? I feel like going on to the doctor. I feel like going on to the gym. I feel like going on to eat right. I feel like going on to live right. I feel like going on to love those who curse me and pray for those who despitefully lose me. I feel like going on. It's not easy, but I feel like going on. After I lost my uncle, I feel like going on. After I lost my brother, I feel like going on. After I lost my mother, I feel like going on. After I lost my child, I feel like going on. After I lost my job, I feel like going on to see what the end's going to be. And Jesus, man, is there anybody here feel like going on? Oh, do you feel like going on? If you feel like going on, say it! Say it! Say hallelujah anyhow, devil. Oh, you thought you had to victory. You thought you were gonna shut up my mouth. You thought you were gonna shut up my preaching. You thought you were gonna shut up my teacher. You thought you were gonna shut up my testimony. Oh, but I say today, hallelujah, anyhow, in Jesus' name. Is there anybody here that can say hallelujah anyhow? In Jesus' name. Oh, I feel like going on, even though it's a weighty time, a weight of realization. Oh, even though it's a weighty time, a weight of me running out of time. Oh, and the weight of my ruin, the last point, Jesus had to let him know today I'm going to be crucified. He says, and that crucifixion. It's symbolic of the Roman authorities. Oh, and we know he told them, hey, we first I'm going to deal with the, the chief priests and all of them and Caiaphas. You can learn about Caiaphas in the context of what we're learning today, that, that unholy high priest. And he was going to, oh, go through them and be turned over and be crucified by the Romans. Hello, somebody. It was his ruin. That he felt like going on too. Boy, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. I don't know, I don't know anybody that want to go on to the ruin. Hello, somebody. But for somebody, that's the victory. That, that's your victory. You, you got to go on uh, back to the job that's already laying off, folk. Uh, you got to go back uh, oh, to a marriage uh, that already seems like it's ruined. Uh, oh, you marry oh, to Jezebel or Heabel. Hello, somebody. One of the two. God said, go back. Hello, somebody. God said, go back. Oh, to your ruin. Go back. Oh, to the hard time. Go back to the problems. And what you got to do is you got to die. Oh. We just learned in Sunday school we don't like to fast. 
have somebody. You don't like to fast. You don't like the heavy weight of things. We like to feed our flesh. That's why a lot of marriages are in trouble because people are so selfish. It's about me and my needs. She don't meet my needs. He don't meet my needs. Guess what? Your marriage is not about you. Hello, somebody. God created marriage. And he didn't create it for ruin, but, oh, marriage would help change your character. You see, while you were single, you could live, oh, a selfish life, and you'd have to deal with nobody and do what you wanted to do, when you wanted to do it, how you wanted to do it. Hello, son. But you got married. Oh, y'all thought that y'all were one. You got married and figured out that y'all were opposite of each other. Hello, somebody. If he say up, you say down. Hello, somebody. If he say go, you say stay. Hello, somebody. Funny how that happened in marriage. Hello, somebody. But marriage is not about you. God says to the man, you got to be crucified. Uh, men uh, always come and say, Reverend, you don't know what she not doing. She ain't meeting my needs. She ain't make she ain't respecting me. She ain't 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 Oh but God says oh for the man to love his wife as Christ loved the church and you wanna see what Christ did for the church he was crucified that was his finest hour to be crucified and I tell men oh your problem is you're too selfish you think your marriage is about you. You think you're supposed to be the king when God said you're supposed to be a servant. Hello, somebody. God said you're supposed to crucify the flesh. Hello, somebody. It's not about you and your needs. It's about you meeting her needs. Hello, somebody. And if you learn how to meet her needs, guess what? Your marriage will probably be a lot better if she's a normal woman. Hello, somebody. Now, some of y'all ain't married to a normal woman. <laughs> no matter what you do. <laughs> but you still gotta do it. <laughs> Before a normal woman, tell us somebody. If you give her life over, if you give your life over to her, then she will automatically respect you. Hello, somebody. What, 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 uh, who said that? R-A-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. As Rita says, she need respect. Hello, somebody. And then brothers in the marriage, they said, man, I don't know about Rita, but R-A-S-P-E-C-T. I need some, <laughs> some respect for me. <laughs> but you want respect, lover, and give yourself over, become crucified with Christ and all your selfish needs and selfish ways. Oh, God can show up and show out in your life. Somebody to Hey, you've got to be ruined. I always tell him, you need to go ahead and die, but don't stay there. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because Jesus was going to be crucified, but guess what? He wasn't going to stay dead. Hello, somebody. Somebody better go on back. Oh, to the trials back. Oh, to the tribulation back. To the health problems back. Oh, to the gym back. Oh, to unemployment back. 
your trials, faith, your tribulation, die to yourself and believe God is who he says he is. Oh, if you're sick, you have to believe that God is a healer and there's still a bomb in Gilead. Oh, if you need a shot, you better believe that he still Jehovah Jireh, my God, who will provide for my every need. I gotta go through this like Abraham had to go through. He had to show up and do what God told him to do before God would show out in his life. Go back. You can live this life in Jesus' name. Go back. Oh, and fight the good fights. Oh, because Paul said, I have fought the good fights. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And God is saying today, you better go back and fight a good fight. You better go back and finish the race. You better go back and keep the faith. Oh, in Jesus' name, even when God won't, I believe that he can. Hello, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, we won't bow the knee, and we believe that God can't deliver us. But even if he won't, what he said, oh, we still won't bow the knee. I'm going to keep the faith. Oh, I'm going to run the race at a steady pace. I'm going to fight the good fight of the Lord. I'm not going to throw up my dukes. I'm going to throw up. Oh, my submission to God's will in my life. And I'm going to give up. Oh, for God. And I'm going to fight on this side. Oh, of the cross. And believe that anything that God puts in my life, I'm going to have victory over. In Jesus' name. Anything that God allows in my life, I'm going to have victory over. In Jesus' name. Is there anybody here believe that they can have victory over this trial, victory over this tribulation, victory over this marriage, victory over this job, victory over this sickness. I believe in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I have the victory because I feel like going on. Hello, somebody. I feel like going on. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. I'm out of time. All eyes closed, heads bowed, say supreme. There may be somebody here today who don't understand this resolve. They didn't hear about prosperity preaching today. You heard about true salvation in Christ. That God don't necessarily deliver us from the hard things in life. But God is with us in and through it all. And if you're here today and you need that kind of God. The kind of God you don't need to go looking for in times of troubles. The kind of God that says that he will never leave you nor forsake you. If you want to serve this kind of God today, you've got to come in contact with Jesus Christ. We just talked about it. his crucifixion. It was his ruin, but he died for your sins and my sins. And he raised again on the third day 
so that today you might be saved. For the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you're here today and you don't serve that kind of God that's with you in and through it all, I want you to slip out, slip out of your seat right now and come forth and we will lead you today in a prayer of salvation, a simple prayer we will have you pray. Simply, dear Lord Jesus, I heard about the crucifixion and about your ruin. And the preacher told me that you were ruined for me. That you died for my sins and that you were buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. I accept you today in my life. Come, take over, live through me today. In Jesus' name, amen. That's that simple prayer. You pray that prayer, willing to pray that prayer, slip out of your seat right now. Is there one today? Is there one today? We're out of time. We try to do what we say we're going to do as a church. So if you want to pray that prayer of salvation, you can come to me in private after the service. And I can help to lead you in the prayer of salvation in private if you so choose. Amen. Praise the you're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan, and before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, 
which was given to you when you pray that prayer is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftl with drmichaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there you can support our ministry if God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give. Visit that website, awftl with pastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the Word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.